Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. One, two, Filled with odd fright, see Jurassic right, bathed in ember light, see Jurassic right, see Jurassic right, 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 see Jurassic right, 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 see Jurassic right, 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 see Jurassic right, see Jurassic right, see Jurassic Park. It is funny because, yeah, when you were on the podcast and you told that great story about going to Universal all the time and riding the Jurassic Ride, that really stuck with me. So in 2018, when Karen and Georgia gave me a pass for my birthday, I was like, oh, that's what I'm going to like model. Because especially when you're freelancing, so you are or like if you work at not a normal, typical day job, you can do stuff like that. So like before my favorite murder, I would like go to Universal because I live now out in Alhambra. I go to Universal, work on my laptop, edit podcasts or whatever, and then ride the Jurassic ride and then go on the ride. It's yeah. all closed. That was uh, the dream. I did that when I worked at a cafe and would have just random days off. And even if I went in at like 2 p.m. or something like that, I'd be like, yeah, I could fit in a Jurassic. Yeah. Just take the, like, park up there, take the little stairs down and couple rounds and you're done. Yeah. It was a gorgeous day. And the voice you're hearing is Megan Baker back on the podcast since I think was Congo the last time. It you would were have on. been Congo. Yeah. I'm very excited to have you back because it, there's been a lot of Jurassic stuff 
since we last talked on the podcast, although I've caught up a little bit with your feelings of like Fallen Kingdom and yeah. and now Jurassic World Dominion. How many? I forget. You just saw that one time, right? No, I've seen it twice. Oh, really? Oh, yes. cool. So once I mean, in French and once in English. You watched it in French? Yeah. When I was in Montreal, uh, one of my favorite things to do oh, when that's I right. you go, you yeah. Alan Grant. Yeah. Yes. Uh, when I go to a French speaking country, I love watching movies dubbed. Uh, and that was definitely that was that came out that weekend. So I said, awesome opportunity. And yeah, so I first saw it uh, in French and then saw it again when I came back to L.A. Oh, my God. That's so great. Mm-hmm. But you haven't seen the other movies in French. No, only in English. OK, because, yeah, before we were on mic. I was saying like in high school, like we would watch stuff in Spanish. I want to get it to obviously what you think of the movie and all this stuff, but were the voice actors who did it in French, were they, did they sound anything like, no like their characters? Or? When you watch dub stuff, you usually just kind of have to accept that it's like, oh, it's going to be its own take on it. Yeah. Though one of the interesting things is that you, I don't know if the same person has dubbed Alan Grant since like 93. Oh yeah. So I like the idea that there are probably French people who grew up with like Alan Grant and Ellie and Ian all sound like this certain way. So I don't have that context because yeah. I haven't watched the originals dubbed. Wow. That's nostalgia. You're like, <laughs> oh, this great, you know, Jean Reno has been Malcolm, you know, in every version or whatever. I will say, and I, I wish I had looked this up. I don't think Omar side did his dubbing. Wait, it really? It didn't sound like him, but also, so I saw it in Montreal. And if you don't know anything about French dubbing, Canada dubbing is different than France dubbing. So, oh, okay. because the, the like slang and like the context is usually different. So Omar might do it for France, but not for Canada. So I don't know, but it was when I heard him, I was like, Oh, there's going to be a French person. And I was like, that doesn't sound what I think Omar Sy sounds like. Oh, that's so funny. I, yeah. think, I forgot that he speaks French. Yeah. Well, no, because he does in Jurassic World. Yeah. Also, just the most famous television Netflix show. Oh, he's yeah. all in French. Oh, uh, he does uh, Lupin, right? Louis Lupin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's so exciting. Yeah. I mean, I was just glad he was back in Dominion. Yeah, did I you, mean. Did you know that going in that he was going to be back in it? No, I don't watch trailers, so yes. I knew absolutely nothing going in. Oh, well, I mean, I knew that the original three were going to be in. It was impossible to avoid the fact that Ellie, Ian, and, and Alan were all going to be there. But everybody, all the other, like, Easter eggs of the movie were total surprises. Cool. And I'd say very much welcome surprises. Yeah, well, I think, again, we talked, you know, our Fallen Kingdom differences, but it's just one of those things where I'm like, I just feel like this movie delivered everything that I wanted out of a Jurassic movie. So I just have a hard time being like, what else, what other kind of plot would have been more exciting than this, I guess, to me personally, because I just maybe expected so little from it, you know, where it's like, oh, the fact that they're, you know, going to show footage from Sorna, the fact that like, we're going to have a plot that ties into that take, you know, that sort of recalls from the original Jurassic Park that Dotson is going to come back and be this main villain that this is going to be the Ellie Sattler, you know, Jurassic Park sequel that we never got back in the day. Like all that stuff is like, oh, I never thought we would have gotten any of that stuff. So for me, it's like, well, it's already just doing way better than any of the other new movies. I also had pretty low expectations because I really didn't like uh, Fallen Kingdom, as we talked about. And this felt more in vain with what the original Jurassic World did, which I super vibe with that movie. Yeah. Um, and I mean, pretty obvious, like Trevor is coming back. So it, it has that energy to it. But I will say, so today I watched the trailer because I was like, I want to see how it was marketed. What most people went in maybe thinking of this movie since I went in pretty blank. And what the trailer that at least I watched didn't include would be it had no locust in it. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's what I don't like about Jurassic World is that like, I think all the stuff you have in the trailer, which is dinosaurs. Yeah. Are super awesome. Yeah. Locust, 
not dinosaurs. True, yeah. Uh, even though they're big, uh, they're bugs. And yeah. I'm not here for that. And I, I wish the movie had found a way, because I do like that it is an Ellie Sattler movie. Yeah. It's the idea of like, what can Ellie do? And she can be the dominant figure here. Yeah. But choosing it to be like, well, then we have to bring more like botany related stuff like <laughs> was a weird choice. It's like, I think you can still have her be dominant and it not be bugs. Yeah. And so like, I wish that there was this cut of the movie that the trailer was selling me of like, what if no locust and just all these cool dinosaur scenes. But then also in the trailer, it isn't that much of an Ellie Sattler trailer. It's well, more of a blue trailer. Well, and I also feel like to me, we're still in the Dernissance how do you not market the movie with her being the lead character? She's not the lead character. I mean, she is the lead character. She's the plot. She's... Oh, it's really hard to say who's the lead well, of that I movie. Mean, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, but that's the original Jurassic Park. It was an ensemble movie. It was like Alan Grant and then Ellie Malcolm Hammond mm -hmm. and then like the kids. And I think this one was is harder because there are so many characters. True, yeah. That, even more than the original. Well, it is like Jurassic Park on steroids in that <laughs> sense because every side character in Jurassic Park is so memorable. And this movie has not only like the most returning Jurassic Park characters ever, so already it's like such a different movie. The flavor is so different because all the previous sequels are like one main character from a previous one and like five minute cameos from like two other characters. This movie, it's like, let's have everybody back. Yeah. Plus have new characters that are as interesting, if not even more interesting sometimes than everybody else. It's almost like an embarrassment of riches in a weird way. It is an overwhelming movie for that reason. And I, I definitely, a lot of people made fun of me when I came back from Montreal and was like, yeah, I'm going to see Jurassic World again. They're like, you're going to see a two and a half hour mediocre blockbuster again. I was like, it, there's so much in there that I really like. And it, I think embarrassment of riches is a great way to put it where it's like, there's so many pieces I want to pull and watch again. Yeah. As a whole, it's overstuffed for, for sure. sure. And it's because you get to have all these characters and it's like to give everyone even just a scene is yeah. <laughs> almost like you're 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 eating up so much time. But at the same time, it's like the fact that the, like that scene with Mamadou and Campbell Scott at the end when it's like, oh, my gosh, my mentor is evil. And now I have to like distance myself from all that stuff is so heartbreaking. None of that is really developed in the movie. But that one scene alone makes it work for me. I'm like, it's so you when you see it, you're like, oh, that is heartbreaking. Like, imagine your your boss who you looked up to, like, is a total fucking narcissist, like Mark Zuckerberg, you know, clone or whatever. Though it's also so distracting that like the fact that it so also seeing it in French makes it very weird the first time because you miss stuff. And I did not understand that that was Dodson just because of like pronunciation. I think everyone seemed to be really confused about the pronunciation of his name because in this version, it's more Dodgson. Yeah. And I think everyone who's ever seen Jurassic Park would Dodson. say it's Dodson. I, yeah. would, I would argue that. So especially if you're listening to it in your second language, it's like, oh, it's a bit of a, it's a throwing. You're like, who is this guy? Well, because we've only ever seen one person say his name. So we've only seen Wayne Knight's pronunciation yeah. of him. Also, he's a totally different character. Well, and it, I mean, they had to recast him because that other actor well, is yeah. a predator. But yeah. like uh, but like in terms of not even just the actor, but just like the essence of that character is way different than yes. the Hawaiian shirt looking guy in, yeah. in 93. And, well, uh, and, it's, yeah. and, it, and it's funny because I almost think that like for my own as you know, for for like a Jurassic Park fan, it's like. I think in a weird way in this movie, I wanted there to be a more solid acknowledgement of 
the fact that that's the same person. But and also just like what his trage- trajectory is. Yeah. Like when you see him with the, when he leaves with the can, the burnt can, you're like, but how did you get that? Yeah. And why? Because obviously the embryos would be dead. So yeah. it's a weird thing of just like, what? I don't fully understand well, how you got here. I won't spoil season five of Camp Cretaceous, but there's a little bit of that in there. But that also came out after Dominion, so it doesn't really matter in that sense. Like, it's a, yeah, it's a weird a- after the fact uh, Easter egg. Well, but I, I mean, I'm very glad that they did that, but it's also it doesn't actually matter that much at the end of the day. You know, it's almost because nobody actually knew that Dotson hired Nedry, so that connection is like kind of irrelevant in a weird mm-hmm. way. But it would have been cool if during that scene where Malcolm, you know, his coming to Jesus of like, you know, I sold my soul basically for this place. You know, if I'm going to review, like, it would have been cool if he had somehow been like, I'd been doing some digging and I found out, you know, and like tells the world that Dotson was the person who hired, you know, but it's just like, that's such a like small potatoes in a weird way. It's like, I don't know if that would have made any of this better. It's just, that's more of like a selfish. And that's why I feel like sometimes when, when it comes to like what fans want versus like what makes a good movie, it's like, I don't know if what I would have wanted there would have made the movie any better in that sense. Yeah. Like me demanding that there is more story to what, how Dodgson arrived at his place. It's like, I don't know if we really need it. Cause I also, I, the human villain of Jurassic of all the Jurassic movies is always such a weird element. Cause you're like, well, actually the diners, dinosaurs are also a villain, yeah. especially in Dominion. I'd say more than ever, the dinosaurs are pretty mean. Oh, really? I think so. And maybe considering how much characters use weapons in this movie in terms of like shocking dinosaurs. is you right. Usually I associate that with like Jurassic World and Peter Stormare just like being the evil guy. But like everyone in this movie has a shocker and it's like yeah, constantly. Yeah. Well, I mean, before that, <laughs> Kelly, taking them down. I mean, Kelly's the only person to kill a dinosaur in these movies. Is it officially killed? It lands on a spike and like has a whole, like it's been impaled, you know. I would not be surprised if the makers of Jurassic World is like, no, that raptor that you saw <laughs> hobbling. We see one with like a, like a robot patch. Kind yeah, of like, that's from Lost World. I mean, I do appreciate the Sorna Rexes at the end of the movie. Yeah, give a, give me, give me those callbacks to my old friends. Although I think I was telling you that JP3 Raptor is in the Malta sequence, but yeah. like, you know, I watched it four times now and it was only until somebody freeze framed it. That when I watched it for the fourth time, I was like, oh, I guess I can see it. And this is the raptor that's talking to Alan Grant. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that would be funny. If it just like pans over and it's like, how you been? Oh, yeah. My kids are, you know, like, <laughs> oh, my kids, they're grown. You know, it's like, oh, in the trailer it was misleading thinking he's talking to Ellie, but he's actually talking to dream, a dream raptor. I would love that. What if they take been, note? Because they have the raptor flute from JP3 in the tent. In, yes, in I did see it. Like I, my heart fluttered. That's truly like <laughs> one of my favorite. <laughs> it's one of my favorite props like ever created in a movie. But what if there was like a picture of Billy and it's like R.I.P. or something? I want Billy acknowledgement. Truly, like we stand, Billy. You know, and that's the thing is like I want to demand all. I am the fan that's like I would love to see all these people again. Billy being one of them, and there's no place for Billy because JP3 is super lost to the sands of time. It's funny because that's always the thing, right? Like you want your Easter eggs, you want your like, oh, that's the thing from this thing, whatever. But I actually thought Dominion, in a way, did acknowledge Lost World in JP3, but in more like character world, not world building, but like character and thematic stuff, like the idea of like the Charlotte Lockwood storyline in Wu, like being like, oh, after Jurassic Park, like Wu just went back to Sorna. 
there's this, you know, uh, Hammond's partner's daughter is working on Sorna. Hurricane happens. Like, all that stuff is, like, relevant to that storyline, even if it's not like, here's the Easter egg, you know, like, you know, because that footage. I mean, I still love that every Jurassic movie has a, all their um, flashbacks are footage. That's true. You know, yeah. it started with JP3 with the uh, Hildebrand. What's the guy's name? Who she dated? I am like yeah, the skeleton. Wait, what? I'm, I, you've lost me, and I'm trying to like. No, because remember when they when they find his skeleton hanging in the tree, yes. and she's oh, watching the camera. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. of them like uh, up in the like, like that's a technically flying. a flashback. Yeah, and like Fallen Kingdom has. I the, was thinking of Mark for some reason. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wait, Mark died. <laughs> I mean, we don't know that. We don't know what happened. He, to Mark. you know, he went and joined Bruce Campbell because he's in Congo. That same actor. Is, oh. is the person who gets killed, who his eyeball gets tossed to. Wow. Bruce Campbell in uh, the opening of Congo. That Crichton touch. Yeah, really, right? It really spreads around. Yeah. Fallen Kingdom, we get the the Raptor Squad footage that Macy's watching. In yeah. this movie, we get older Charlotte. But like, I like, th- like, that feels very like Jurassic to me, that like flashbacks would be through technology. I, I've never noticed that, and I kind of find that poetic. Although, again, the only dream sequence is in JP3. We haven't had any dream sequences since. Uh, maybe for good reason. <laughs> Although, the because uh, you were mentioning your friend's podcast, the junior novel or the novelization podcast. Yeah. Uh, I have the Lost World junior novelization, and it suggests that the ending, like that diorama pan over the like mm-hmm. Hammond VO, is Kelly dreaming. <gasps> I would love that. Because, like in the script, it says, like, and, and the novelization, like Kelly, as if in a reverie or something, like as in a dream or nice. something. Like I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, that's kind of like cool. Yeah. Um, you love Bryce Ellis Howard. I do. So we have the Atrociraptor Squad, which we can officially name here on the podcast because they're never named in the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I was so innocent. Nietzsche Lockman's like Panthera, uh, uh, Ghost, you know, uh, Red Tiger. Like get them, boys. You know, like. Laser pointer. I think I'd like her character to be a little more sassy and way more connected with these dinosaurs. I mean, maybe she didn't really know them. You know, maybe that was kind of their first bonding. Experience. And you know, that'd be sad. I know because she they die. Yeah. Wait, do they all die? Yes, I guess they do all. I die. think they die. I mean, he just ghost falls in the water. Uh, but also, I maybe and then maybe the motorcycle. Maybe I kind of do want them to die because Malta seems like it's going to be. A mess. Yes. With these raptors but, running around. But I, I was reading a thing that Malta like loves Universal and Jurassic and appreciates Colin and everybody because usually Malta is a stand-in for another exotic place or past historical place where they were like, this is Malta front and center. So the government was like, oh, this is so exciting. Like we have a movie where like this big sequence happens and it's kind of celebrated. That's true. But also I'm talking about Malta of the world of Jurassic yeah, 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 world yeah, yeah. that is that is being overrun by monstrosities yeah, that are yeah. eating people on mopeds. I know. It seemed like the black market was under control until that day. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah. That was the weird thing about maybe Dominion is that like all the kind of weird black market stuff is Seems like pretty well known. Yeah, like, it doesn't yeah. seem like that hard to get to it. And yeah, yeah. people are just kind of chilling. I mean, it doesn't seem that evil. I know where I could find some dinosaurs down the street. I mean, yeah. you I, just have to get to Malta. Yeah, yeah. Or that English shop in the opening. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I hate like news things like that because they've been parodied now. So I just feel like it's hard for me to take them seriously. I think it's like the worst part of Fallen Kingdom and Dominion. You don't like the news opening. Because they just seem like a parody of that, you know. But I guess 
I will say the, the, the it worked for me. And also my other, it, this is like, I'm not, a, you know me, I'm like big picture. Like mm-hmm. I don't let the nitpicks thing, but I, I, the thing that I hate in movies is when they use cinematic footage and just throw a filter over it and make it look like camera. Like, it's like, it just feels lazy. But, uh, I do like the, in Dominion, if only because I like the transition from the Mosasaur sequence into news footage. That was cool. Like that to me was like, that's inventive and exciting. And then I like the end of the VO uh, of that sequence leading into the title. Like that's cool. I also, but we were just talking about that, like how Jurassic uses technology and information to show like flashbacks. Yeah. And that is what that news opening is. Yeah. It's like, here's a, a fun way to kind of like catch you up to speed. What's been happening in yeah. the last few years, instead of like someone just doing it in a For general sure. VO. For sure. Like, I feel like it could have been something like in fallen kingdom where it's, you just have Ian Malcolm, like, on a diatribe in front of a tribunal or something like yeah. that. Like I found it very exciting and fun to get to see these little vignettes from across the world of what's going on with dinosaurs. For and sure. I thought it was a really seamless way to do it. So, yeah, and yeah. it pops, which is intentionally it yeah, pops. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be an internet video that you it's clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I've clicked on it. I'm into it. And I do like that. The, that I feel like Colin and Emily were maybe uh, doing a shout out to Jimmy Chan and uh, Chloe Zhao. Yeah. You know, oh, I, I totally like, see that. Because because the news reporter is is Gemma Zhao. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. Because yeah. like Eternals is being made around the same time. So also the like that's so funny. I did not know that because um close to opening scene when you have Bryce Dallas Howard hour, after they've like broken out of the the facility with yeah. the triceratops like the shot after all that's coming down and like she's just standing on like an open road it's the most like nomad land yes vibe. i thought that too and like both times i watched it it would hit me each time where i was like why in nomad land like and i don't know if it's intentional like call back to that but it is a specific like choice yeah yeah I think Battle at Big Rock was like way better directed than Jurassic World and I think Dominion's way better directed like i feel like he because I think my problem with Jurassic World is that looking back at it now, it feels very flat. Like air- It's that like television lighting that's yeah. kind of just like maybe too bright, yes. which I mean, I oddly like some of that because that movie's so blue and I am, yeah. I am very attracted to just colors of blue. And the fact that that is what that's the mise-en-scene of that movie, 100%. Well, yeah, half the movie is in the control room. <laughs> exactly. You know? So I'm into that. Yeah, no, for sure. And I yeah, I just think for me that like Fallen Kingdom was such a. It's the most beautiful Jurassic Park film. I that like, and that movie's color is black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's it's like the most you know, it's all the gothic horror bullshit that people bring up when they talk about that movie. But Dominion to me has like everything I love about every Jurassic movie. It has a little bit of whimsy of JP three. It has a little bit of like the snark of Lost World. It has you know, it has the dark original, yeah, like it, that the the big scene of like once you have the the locust on fire falling, and then you have that big action scene with the T Rex that's like attacking everybody. That has like Lost World vibes. Oh, that's for like sure. a little dark. And yeah, yeah. Rewatching scenes of that today, I was like, oh, I'm like some chills. Yeah. Well, I was yeah rewatching it at home. I was impressed that scene where the Giganotosaurus uh, basically is like my food. You know, like. I was like, those that CGI looks photoreal to me. Like, I think, I, I mean, effects to me are like incredible, yeah. and I'm still impressed with a any movie with dinosaurs. Yeah, I yeah, I feel like I mean, I can't presume anything of you know when I think about Colin like leaving Star Wars, leaving that shit show to go do Jurassic. I think he just like I feel like Dominion had a lot to prove. I feel like it really was satisfying to me. Yeah, it it brings 
I think just like so much to the table, visit like uh, physically, uh, visually, uh, in terms of like just the the opening with the Mosasaurus. The font that they're using is like old Jurassic font. Yeah, yeah. It really feels like you're watching kind of like '90s on a boat in the middle of nowhere. I mean. It reminded me of 1998 Godzilla, and I'm also I'm a <gasps> yeah, big Godzilla yeah, yeah. stan. No, I know that. Yeah. So like it, it had the same opening of like we're on a we're on a boat, and then all of a sudden like giant monster. So it's like you have a lot of the like 90s stuff going on, as well as like you have the sleekness that we now associate with World more. Yeah. Uh, but then like the Malta scene when you have like these Jason Bourne shots of like jumping through buildings, it's like okay, now we're kind of like in more like 2000s action mode. Yeah, my dad so, actually described it that whole scene as like Jason Bourne with dinosaurs. A hundred percent. Like that shot of like uh, Claire and the uh, Atrocis. Uh, Atrociraptor. Atrociraptor. Thank Which one you. though? I'm gonna. This is gonna be a quiz. Is it Panthera? Is it Tiger? It's. Is it Ghost? It, I think, it might be ghost. I'm just going to default on ghost on yeah, all these. I know. We're going to default that it's ghost. I mean, ghost is the most memorable. And he seemed, well, no, because who ghost falls off the plane. Yes. Ghost is the last Never one. Never mind. All right. I've derailed us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that shot of uh, Panthera and Claire uh, jumping over the balcony. <laughs> it's, about commi- it's about committing. <laughs> committing. Uh, is yeah, is total like the iconic Jason Bourne look, and I loved it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I get to see two cool things jumping, and I mean Claire like holding on, and we get to have Weiss come back, and I don't know. Yeah, gosh, I'm like smiling ear yeah, to yeah. ear just talking about this. Well, I, to me, I think I don't know. I think sometimes coming into movies with expectations, I feel like that can ruin your thing because the movie can never be what you. Why would a movie be what you expect it to be? Unless I mean that's the problem with marketing is that it is misleading. You know, where like in our modern era, there's like shots made up for trailers now. And it's like, guys, th- that's going to be the snake that eats its own tail. Where you're like, if you're tricking people to get into your movie, like just show people the movie. I knew that Jurassic World Dominion worked like when it because I went to the premiere. And so obviously, like, we're all just there. We're having a good time. Everyone's, you know, we're all going to have a good time there. Like, it's not going to be everyone who was in the movie was there. You know what I mean? So but then when I saw the movie on Thursday with a regular crowd and that sequence with uh, Ghost getting taken up by the motorcycle and all that stuff. And the crowd like standing ovation cheers. I was like for, for a franchise where everyone bad mouths, uh, Bryce Lewis Howard and Chris Pratt and like the character work and all the stuff being shitty. The fact that like we're all cheering for them. Like that's the biggest cheer in this movie. Like that says to the success of this movie, I think. I agreed. Like it's, once again, there's too many characters, so they sometimes get lost in the sea of things. But you do get caught up when they, like, succeed. Yeah, yeah. And so them, like, him catching her or... Wait, who catches who on the on the air, airline? Who's falling down? Uh, Claire catches uh, Owen. Claire catches Owen. Yeah, it's, she grabs him. Yes. And then the motorcycle flips over them. Yeah. And hits. And ghost. it's... That's a, you know, kind of old school romanticism. You know, maybe Indiana a little... Jones. Yeah, gender swap. And it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I think Malta is such a great sequence because it's it's uh, human on human, it's human on dino, it's dino on dino, and then it's like vehicle <laughs> chase. Like, it's all the different types of things mixing it up. Man versus machine versus yeah, yeah. monster. Yeah. Dinosaurs eat man. <laughs> women fight uh, women. They inherit the earth. You know, it's all the things going on. And it's like, it's cool. I, yeah. I, I was impressed because I just feel like the action in the Jurassic movies is... It can vary, but like we forget that Jurassic Park has like a few action sequences with no dinosaurs. So like the tree, you know, the explorer falling out of the tree and all that stuff like that. Definitely. So I, I appreciate when like 
I like in Fallen Kingdom, the gyrosphere falling into the water sequence. Like that's a very artistic sequence when it's like, not Caravaggio, but it's just like one of these like old Gothic paintings with dinosaurs like falling into the water. Like it's so surreal. And I like Malta because I was just like, oh, I didn't expect to be a fist pumping action sequence, you know? It's also giving you the most of what I think Dominion was being sold on from... uh, Trailers and stuff, yeah. Well, not even from trailers, but just from Fallen Kingdom, which was like, we're promising you dinosaurs in the real world. Yeah, yes, yes. And so, like, the Malta scene is the most culmination of, like, we're not on a remote island, which we're going to be for the rest of the, like, the last third of the movie. It's kind of like, this is seeing dinosaurs in kind of you know, Europe and yeah. messing around. And like, what would it be like if you had to like dodge uh, a dinosaur, but then also like you're on a Italian road or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. A couple more obstacles. Yeah. I like when main characters get beat up a lot. And I like that. I feel like Bryce Lewis Howard has been such a thankless actor in these movies where she's just like willing to like get dirty. And I feel like nobody, I mean, I feel like people do appreciate it, like, you know, but I just feel like, And I guess, I don't know, have you noticed any of the kind of, I mean, have you watched any of her, like the Star Wars stuff that she's directed or anything like that? I have not. She's so good. She literally has done like the best, she's directed better Star Wars than her dad. Like, how many people can say that they've directed a better hour of Star Wars than their father? Like, that's so funny to me. Well, one of the reasons I wanted to see Dominion again, and maybe why I enjoy it so much, is that... I kind of, I'll call it, I think this is the last we're going to see Bryce Dallas Howard in movies. To me, this feels like her farewell. I think she really likes directing. That's the vibe I've kind of gotten. And I think this is kind of like her last of like, this is, I did a big series. I got to be the movie star and I'm probably not going to do anything else. And I just, she is a thankless role in those movies and her, role is to kind of be shit on like yes, yeah. especially it i mean world was really mean to her yeah uh, and it's kind of been a little bit more neutral but like i mean in this movie she's she just has a daughter who's like i hate you mom yeah, always yeah. yeah so yeah she's always kind of like being picked on even though like every time she proves herself to be like resilient yeah uh well that's and, why i love her as a yes character. Uh, like Ugh. we have not talked about t- I, I feel like every time I'm going to be like, this is obviously the best sequence in the movie, but the pond scene. Yeah. When she like slowly crawls into the water, the shot of just like her face and the hair, like going underneath that to me is like the most like old school Jurassic park moment because it's the most like still and suspenseful. Like yeah. to me, it's truly scary. Yeah. Like when you just can kind of see the dinosaur breathing over the water and she's yeah. just hanging in there. I, I just am like, I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. And it's because I want Claire and her wonderful haircut to survive. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I mean, no, oh, hi, Penny. Penny, <laughs> Penny Lane's coming out to say hi. My other redhead that I love. <laughs> Do you like Bryce Dallas Howard? Do you like her as Gwen Stacy in Spider-Man 3? <laughs> what are your thoughts on Lady in the Water? Yes. You know, that was the exciting thing, like in Fallen Kingdom, like when they like throw her under the water and in the gyrosphere. And then this movie, they throw her out of a plane. And it's just like, I just really like like that, you know, that's just so enjoyable to see somebody who's like, oh, this doesn't look like like you weren't acting here. You were like, I mean, you set yourself up to be able to be in this spot because this is you were willing to go the extra mile to to make it really visceral you know but yeah like you that scene where she is uh, ejected from the plane and then you have the um can you give me the name of the dinosaur that's attacking uh, quetzalcoatlus Thank it's you. right behind you by the way oh my gosh so those guys like the camera is just being held on her as kind of this like 
action, almost like Mission Impossible, like stunt happening, and like just watching like the fear as as like and she has dinosaurs now like attacking her like parachute, and so parachutes going down, but also she could be eaten, and yeah, there's a it's a great like humanistic element of it to like really just like keep on her face, yeah, because while the dinosaurs yeah, yeah. are like swarming her, yeah. I know I, I asked somebody who worked on the movie if because for the Fallen Kingdom, they built a roller coaster for the gyrosphere sequence. Wow. And um, I believe they used the actual GoPro footage for the behind the scenes for that sh- those shots of her injustice. And so I was like, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past it if they like created like um another what are like ro- the roller coasters that are just the up and down things like whatever, you know, the follies. Yeah, the follies, the follies. <laughs> but I'm like, I would not be surprised if like. They threw up a big green screen at the back lot at Universal or in, or in um in London, I believe, where they filmed or um Pinewood, I think, where they filmed some of this stuff or somewhere. But like if they just made one of those and just were dropping her again and again, and like maybe even like spun her around, you know, or whatever. Like I because I feel like, you know, it's just like the difference between somebody who's like, ah, just green screen my face on another stunt double or No, like, it feels real. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy to me because they did not. Chris Pratt never set foot in... I don't think Chris Pratt or Bryce Lissard ever set foot in Malta. Really? Because of COVID. Oh, yeah. Because there was a COVID outbreak right as they were going to start filming there. So they only did second unit, I think. There, wow. Which, I wonder if because the movie is such a globe-trotting adventure, you don't notice it. But it also just feels so... It felt so seamless to me. I never noticed it. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not really thinking about that stuff like when I'm watching the movie, but... Just yeah. afterwards, it just feels more impressive. You know? I mean, I'm someone who doesn't really watch a lot of like special features because I kind of don't want the magic to be ruined. Sure. I like the idea that it's like they do all these things, but really they are green screened. I'm like, I like to just think that, you know, there's they're zipping down those streets on a motorcycle. Well, I mean, I think nowadays we're t- I think a lot of people are too caught up in that. And like, you know, it's all in the debate of like if an actor dies, can somebody play them again? And sometimes you're like, I don't know, it just seems so limiting. But I mean, that's a whole other conversation. Nobody, nobody died here in Jurassic, but like. That's for your stunts podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought we were going to get a de-aged uh, Hammond or Wu or something in this, like, because there hasn't been a Jurassic where they've de-aged somebody. So when they showed a behind the scenes of Sorna from the 90s, I was like, oh, are we going to get a whole sequence? And we do, we sort of get it, but it's all in old timey footage and it's not de-aging, it's up-aging or whatever they did with. As Villa Sermon or whatever. I thought it was just a performance thing because, like, she just performed, like, she just made herself seem older. Don't know how old that actor is, but. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I definitely think she's not. I think she's still in her teens. I just thought she was talented. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. I know, you know what? You're right. Like, why don't we give her the benefit of the doubt? I think they're going to announce that she's going to direct whatever the next one is. What, where does the next one go? Also, it's a trilogy thing. Like, where do you, I don't know. There's something, I always believe in the cleanness of a trilogy of yeah. like, you got three, you got three. What I, do you do I next? think you have a trilogy starring DeWanda Wise. I with, know, I'm with, on board with it. With maybe Isabella Sermon coming back with Beta and Blue, you know. Because I was reading, I, I bring this up a lot but I, on this podcast, but I was reading this Forbes article where they were talking about Jurassic Park in the context of the, of following the Fast and the Furious model which was like Fast and the Furious was like a couple random movies. And then they made new movies that basically like made everything into a cohesive, coherent whole. Now that we've brought back all your favorite characters from, you know, Tokyo Drift and number two. And, <laughs> too, you know, fast? too fast? Too fast. Yeah, too fast, too fast. How do you forget that one? I know. But like, but like, if you think about those movies and I haven't actually, I, I've watched, I think the f- first four 
And then I've watched bits, bits and pieces of the other ones. But like, I'm like, oh, that's a cool model, actually, because I like Jurassic World Dominion. Like, even if they bring back in old characters for a second, then you, like we were saying, the embarrassment of riches. It's like, I love that people were being like, oh, I wanted more Zia and Franklin. It's like, I mean, I like those characters, but I think their amount in the movie was what they deserved. You know, yeah. like it was perfect. Like, I love that we got an opening sequence with Zia and Franklin again. I didn't necessarily need them to go on the rest of the adventure. No, they were more of a transition. They're like, yeah, yeah. here is following from what those characters were doing after Fallen yeah, yeah. Kingdom. And we're now moving in a different direction. I yeah. liked them as that kind of piece of the puzzle. Yeah, no, you're right. That actually is a good point of like, yeah, transitioning us out of Fallen Kingdom. I didn't think of it that way. Um, I also liked that we even got the just like on paper cameos from Jake Johnson and uh, Lauren Lapkus. I don't know. That seemed a little mean to to just tease me like that. Well, because they I mean, Jake was going to be in it, but then his TV show and COVID and all that stuff. But like, I mean, I also think that it's like, you know, because so many people want Sarah Harding to come back. But it's like, would I have wanted Sarah Harding amongst all of this? Like, I would rather have her come back. Like, I think of um, the original Pirates trilogy model where you have uh, what Jeffrey Rush mm-hmm. and how like, you know, he's in the first movie, the villain, you know, he's, you know, he's dead, he's gone. We do the whole second movie that at the very end, he like comes back and you're like, whoa, you know, I always joke that that that's what they, they kind of ended up doing that in Fallen Kingdom a little bit because they had Malcolm come back. But it's like, I would love it if they like brought back Julian Moore, but like let her like have a more substantive role. Cause otherwise, again, it's like minor characters getting minor parts is fine. I think we're all like contending with that too, with like all the Marvel stuff where it's like now that every side character can be a main character in a TV show, how do you reconcile that when you go back and forth between TV and movies and your expectations? I think with Dominion, it worked because it's like, yeah, I don't expect Lauren Lapkus to come back and be the main character. I mean, that would be enjoyable, but like, I think they could do like a Franklin, uh, they could do a CIA dinosaur TV show where it's like Franklin uh, Lowry, Vivian, uh, you know, and get Caleb Heron to like come in, you know, and expand his role. In that. You definitely, yeah, you see all the threads there is that, yeah, yeah you can have a, a Dewana Weiss show. You can have a, yeah, a Justice Smith show. Like I'm not against it. And I think, I think it'll be interesting to see what the Jurassic, Jurassic, I don't even want to say world anymore because, you know, those three movies are done. I don't know what's going to be next. And yeah, it feels very expansive and there's a lot of options. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, would you even, I mean, would they call it Jurassic universe? I mean, that makes the most sense, but that means, does that mean they go to space? You know, (laughs) Jurassic galaxy. (laughs) I just think it's the clearest for a Universal Studios tie-in. If yes, you for sure. Call it Jurassic oh, Universe. Universal tr- Jurassic. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the." F- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is the goth older sister of Jurassic World. <laughs> And I like, I mean, and you could say that of like what Lost World is, where it's like, it's kind of the like rough and tumble, like uh, leather jacket wearing version yes. of Jurassic Park, where it's like the cool older brother who's like, I'm going to go do my stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I, sh- I should like the rebellious, like middle child of, of the series. And and maybe I just should rewatch Fallen Kingdom. It just like it was one of the few movies that I left the theater and like I with the people I was with I apologized. I oh, said no. I said oh, I'm sorry. I think we I think I made a mistake. And they liked it more than me. I was really in the minority. That's so interesting. Was it just the cuz I know like I I think as far as like script like the writing goes, it's definitely the most like I want to use the word romantic, but that's not the right word. It's like the most like corny I guess, of all the Jurassic World movies? Well, uh, my big kind of pet theory is like everyone who watches Jurassic movies has a child they like the least. There's yeah. all, everyone's either going to argue it's Kelly, it's whoever oh, yeah, yeah. is the guy from J- J- uh, JP3. And for Eric Kirby. Thank you. I should have just gone with Kirby. How do you yeah. forget? <laughs> then just imagine Kirby <laughs> yeah, yeah. sucking in the raptors. And for me, it's, it's Cloney. It's Maisie. I just do not vibe with her at yeah. all. And so I was really turned off of from fallen kingdom because I didn't care about that. There's like, we were supposed to be invested in this mystery of like, well, who is this little girl? And, uh, and she's not fully human. And I was, I was like, this isn't, I don't want this. Yeah. And so it kind of just like really derailed that movie for me. Oh, okay. Um, and I think I tolerated her more in dominion because she kind of just is like, I like her as a moody teen who has weird like family issues. Like the whole family dynamic of Dominion is really bizarre of like them living off the land yeah. and they are kind of a family, but also like not, they're still figuring out their, yeah. their place in the world. Yeah. And I, I liked that more than, you know, Owen and Claire like chasing around a, a clone. Yeah, for sure. No, I get that. Well, and I also would argue too, to your point that, the real story about her is much more compelling than the like the sort of fake out of like the the lie that she was told in the last movie. Like that idea is is much less interesting than what the reality is. Mm-hmm. And and that for me too, why I I think the her story in this movie is so compelling that I almost wish they would have focused on her from the very beginning. That these this new trilogy would, trilogy would have started with her, you know, and then like watching Jurassic World on TV and then maybe cutting back, you know, doing something like that. I mean, you know, you can imagine a million things, but like Charlotte is basically like our generation, like the Scully from X-Files thing. It's like Jurassic Park made a lot of people want to become scientists. And so I love that there's this embedded in Dominion is a story about a woman who loved dinosaurs and grew up and who wanted to make the world a better place. Like that to me is like so compelling um, that I almost wish there would have, like, I wish we would have, instead of it starting halfway through this trilogy you know mm-hmm. for me well i think it's almost seems so strange because with the original jurassic park movies there was a new kid for every movie yeah and it is a little weird that this one has the same kid for two it you know you say you wish that she had been there from the beginning and i say i wish we just had a different one because that's like the formula to me for sure but also i mean fallen kingdom is weird because we get millennial kids too with zia and franklin 
we never get like we get adults and we get little kids but i think even more so the point fallen kingdom has like the millennial hipster it's funny for you to call them like kids because i'm like oh they're contemporaries i assume but i mean i mean i still feel like a kid i guess yeah they feel like they're made for our again it's this weird thing where like jurassic park has only had little kids or adults and it's like yeah, these last two movies have had more of a wider net of like age reactions to dinosaurs, which is kind of cool. That's very true. Though also you could probably tell me that like people in the 90s just looked older. So yeah, you yeah. could tell me that like Sarah Harding was like 22 and I'd be like, I guess maybe. <laughs> I mean, Laura Dern was 28 when she did Jurassic Park. That's crazy. You just kicked over Tiger. Uh, yes, I'm so upset. Or, or is that red? Or shocked that I hit a raptor. <laughs> You're just like Chris Pratt in Jurassic World. You just fucking hit over Jake Johnson's toys. No, I mean, yeah, it is very different to the formula. I think I liked Fallen Kingdom too because I liked that we got the villains plotting through the eyes of a child. Like that to me was interesting. Oh, well, I do want to stop and watch this prologue with you. Yes. I think that's this is a good point to okay. watch it because I think it'll affect how you think about Dominion a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Wait, do you think it's going to make me like it more or less? More. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Here, let's, we'll, we'll pause here. <laughs> a little speechless. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I When you said that you might like it more, I was like, that can't be true. And that is, I love that both the opening is very calm yeah. in a way that like, I don't think you could ever actually open the movie that calmly because you just get to spend some time with some dinosaurs like walking around and like in their natural habitat in a way that like, it looks like the dinosaur movie from Disney Dinosaur from 2000 where it's just like, oh, you're kind of just like experiencing like the actual landscape with the animated dinosaurs and like you kind of just are in like a zen mode watching it and then to like switch over to be like and now there's a t-rex at a drive-in and it's i mean being so perfect that it's it's a little violent it's it's a play to people who love movies because obviously you're in a movie theater and yeah. you're now watching people who are nostalgically going to a drive-in and then just like utter chaos there's so much happening and it is all gold well, and the smash cut to 65 million late is like, there's never going to be another movie where you can do that. It's a good joke. It's great. Like, it's funny. It's, it's funny. And it's also like, cool as hell. Yeah. I can't think of a better smash cut ever. I'm trying to think of like a juxtaposition where you just boom like that with a title. If I was back in like, you know, writing listicle days or whatever, it'd be like, you know, five movies that have like cool smash cuts or whatever. And it would be fun to come up with those movies because it's like... That's such a cinematic thing that you can't really do anywhere else, you know? But it's it's also, we talked about kind of like the spookiness and kind of the scary aspects of, yeah. of Jurassic that I really like. And that image of the T-Rex that gets killed in the opening and then like kind of you see that eye and then like you, you know, change perspective and you see the mosquito. It's like, it's so kind of like haunting, but then also this like new life that you're seeing coming from it as well. Well, it's almost like you're, I mean, I think what is implied is that that's, OG Rexy that becomes mm-hmm. the Rexy in the Jurassic Park. But just movies. like I'm just saying on just like a cinematic yeah, yeah. choice that I'm yeah, like, yeah. I like this image of death and life coming uh together as one. And uh God. It's wow, really cool. I, it's, that's really good. It's really cool. And also like, you know, honestly, when I saw it, I got Fantasia vibes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like talking about just just being in a Jurassic vibe. And then yeah. it's kind of chaotic and there's a big fight and it's just kind of the elements and it's music and no words and everything. Like 
I think a lot of people are like when this first came out, they were they were expecting like walking with dinosaurs. And it's like, that's not what this is. Like, this isn't like you don't get Morgan Freeman to like voice over the beginning of this. This is like it's art. It's not a documentary. I, I was going to say to me, this makes Rexy's story in Dominion like it, fuller. Well, it, it makes it makes sense to me now because it's like you set up this rivalry in the past and then it, it gets introduced to me. Rexy's storyline is like, in a way, it's like a very like dramatic version of a Land Before Time movie where it's like Rexy has been around the block. She's been in a bunch of different ecosystems, learned to survive, learned to work together with other dinosaurs. She shows up at the Biosyn place. The Giganotosaurus is the bully on the block, like taking food from all the other dinosaurs. And like the ending fight with Dominion and when Alan Grant's like, it's not about us, like when you watch the prologue and you watch Dominion, all of that makes sense. Because to me, like all the Rexy stuff was just felt very like, okay, we have to, it felt very perfunctory at the end of Dominion where like, I I like the length of Dominion, but like to me, it's like the Rexy fight at the end is like, to me, one of the least interesting things about the movie. Like, you know, I thought the Indominus fight in Jurassic world was way better than that fight, the fight at the end of this movie. But like with the opening story, like you actually get that arc. Exactly. Cause Rexy doesn't really show up until about half, like really show up until halfway through the movie. So the fact that there's like a vindication or a revenge at the end, it just feels a little like truncated and weird out of yes. nowhere. Yeah. To me, it feels like they're redoing the big fight from uh, three from JP three and just oh, kind yeah, of yeah. like redoing that rivalry in a, yeah, a very truncated. Yes. You have this fight, Rexy's on the loose and then it cuts to like the Mosasaur open, you know, then we get the actual opening of Dominion. And then halfway through Dominion, Rexy shows up like captured. Then you're like, oh shit, you know, like that is such a much better, that reveal in the middle of the movie works so much better now with, with the prologue in mind. I, I agree with that. It's, it is funny to realize we're talking about the character arcs of a dinosaur, but then also as the movie says itself, it's like you made a promise to a raptor. Yeah, yeah. So this all, I think, tracks. <laughs> well, and that to me too, it's that like, you know, a hot topic version of Land Before Time or whatever, you know, whatever. Like there's, it's fun, like, but it makes it more fun to me. Like, yeah, but also uh, Rexy is iconic. I mean, yeah. the fact that that is the logo of the series, uh, everyone knows what that image looks like. I have it tattooed on my body. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that character you know, maybe is more iconic than, you know, the original trio. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. I didn't think about it in the Godzilla kind of way. And I almost, that makes me want to go back and watch Godzilla again. You know, if I can get anyone to watch the 1998 Godzilla one more time, I've done my job. I mean, I still have my Matthew Broderick action figure from that movie. Yes. So I wish I could find it. It's somewhere around here. It's a wonderful movie. <laughs> Everyone's wrong that yeah. it's bad. It's not. <laughs> I mean, I have no stake in Godzilla or anything, so I can't really... I have staken only that Godzilla. And I, <laughs> Did you see any of the other ones? The newer ones? Yeah, I've seen them all. I guess um, just as we're wrapping up, what are some other things that you liked or didn't like about Dominion? I know you had some notes. Checks, notes. Um, or anything that stood out to you. Because I'm just so glad that I got to talk to you about Bryce Dallas Howard. That's so all- true, yeah. Yeah, I feel like we hit a lot of the stuff that I like because I don't like... There's things that I I don't want to be nitpicky about it because I also feel super big picture about it. So there are like the little things that like 
So specifically, like I saw it in French the first time yeah. and I, my French is good enough that I can watch a movie and it's 75%. I understand there's always going to be about 25% that I miss. So when I left the theater, the th- questions that I had, I was like, well, it must just be because I didn't understand it. Yeah. And then I saw it in English and I was like, oh no, there are stuff that just maybe like, I don't understand, which is like, why is this, the security so chill at this facility Yeah, <laughs> that like Alan Grant and, uh, and, and, Ellie kind of sneak around pretty easily or that like like uh the the baby raptor it's not blue what is she called beta. beta gets out so easily it's like no one seems to be like keeping tabs on anybody i mean i saw falling kingdom in theaters eight times but that was just by the nature of the like the that, life you lived the, the life that i lived at the time where it was you know i mean it's just different now we don't i, I feel like people don't go to the movies as much you no know? and i love going to the movies and I, again i'll see movies a couple of times but even now i'm like but also the release schedule. Dominion's already out on digital here in the U.S. So it's like, I, I do want to go see it another time in theaters before it leaves. But it's like, oh, it's already out on video. You know what I mean? Everything it's, is so accessible at home now. It's not even like a, it's not a like diss against theaters. It's yeah, just yeah. like, oh, it's just, it's here. And I like Dominion better than Fallen Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's not even that, you know. I was kind of sick of Fallen Kingdom by the, like literally eight times in a month. I would brag that the only other two movies I've seen eight times in theaters are Mad Max Fury Road and 22 Jump Street. Wait, really? That's all true. I love that. Yes. That makes sense. That tracks. It does. It really does. No, I, lo- I lost my train of thought again. There's something but, about uh, Panthera. No, I don't know. We hit the things I really liked. It's, yeah. it's a movie that like, I'm glad I had this conversation with you because I, I most people do not like Dominion. And I am definitely in the minority for being pretty pro what's going on. But like you describing it as like looking at the big picture and all the big things it brings to the table is what excites me. It's like, I could list all the action sequence that I really enjoy and that really hype me up and, and makes me excited for like why we go to theaters and why blockbusters exist. It's like, yeah, you get thrilled. Yeah. I think it's just like how you move through life, if anything. So it's like, for me, it's like, well, I'm not detail oriented at all. So of course, like I don't care like, I mean, I, you know, we all have our nitpicky stuff again. I like the fact that the visitor center looks so different. And then they have that really shitty shot at the opening of Dominion where they just put a bunch of like fake vines. But it's just like at the end of the day, like that's I don't that doesn't keep me up at night. You know, no. and, I mean, it's fine if it does. You know, that's just how people process things or whatever. But I just feel like, again, this embarrassment of riches. I just feel like this this film like really went for it. In a way that, like, I didn't expect it to. On Twitter, Emily Res- Emily Carmichael, the screenwriter, responded of, like... Because I was saying, like, Dominion is the first hundred pages of the Jurassic Park novel. But with a Fast and the Furious sheet. Because there is that element of, like, all these different pieces, like, around the world of... You know, it's in a very different context. It's, like, finding the dinosaur samples and all that stuff. And going back and forth from the dig and the law offices and Dotson. And, like, I mean, there's a world where you... I think you could just watch Jurassic Park and then Dominion as, like, a thematically a nice double feature. I, you know, I'll take you up on that double feature. I think I'm going to do it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, Megan, it's been so nice catching up. Yes! (laughs) And and doing it the best way possible, talking about dinosaurs. Of course. I mean, do you have any plugs or anything? I'm a nurse, so uh, if you're in a hospital, be nice to your nurses. There we go.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I am a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. 